the HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. It's beginning to look like Christmas. What is going on, friends? It's Rich and Don, Drunk on Broad, episode number 30 Uno. 31 episodes of this show, because the only reason I know that is because Don's keeping track. So, Don, thank you for that. What's going on? You know what, Rich? When I saw someone had put out that it it had been a year, and it kind of, you know, it, it got me to thinking, like, you know, to go back in, in the kind of annals and some of our, you know, some of our stuff to really get an idea of how we're not. And the fact that we've had 31 episodes is incredible. Um, the fact that we're starting to branch out now, um, you know, I, I've, I've had a ton of fun doing the, uh, putting together the little, the, the little two minute highlight packages. Nah, dude, they're great. Um, they're great. Just, you know, just looking at different, at different ways and, you know, trying to figure out, a way for us to do stuff that other people aren't doing. Um, yeah. You know, and just have, and just, I think at the b- very base of it, just have fun, just having fun with it. So. Amen to that. Adam, what's yeah. up? Halloween was busy. My friend Halloween was winning two playoff games for our softball team, me and Nick, and then traveling all over the towns, collecting <laughs> Indy, seeing friends. It was you made the tour of South Jersey. Made the tour of South Jersey. It was beautiful. Don, how was yours? Uh, I mean, listen, this was the first time that we did, you know, my my oldest, who's now in, you know, eighth grade, was out walking around with friends without us. Nice. You know, my son, I will say, had the best costume that I saw in our entire travels. He was in giant inflatable Indominus Rex. <laughs> That's awesome. Um and we just had, you know, we, we, we kind of walked around with friends. We passed out some beers and, you know, had a good time as adults. And Hell yeah, man. Kids had good times and came home with a boatload of candy. So it was a win-win for everybody. We, yeah, we did make out good. Denver Broncos carry Vincent Jr., cornerback now the Eagles. Traded. We got him for a sixth-round pick. How effing crazy is that? I don't actually just know anything about the guy. Um, expectations are extremely low. 
But hey, if he comes in and fills the need for our our fifth and sixth corner, awesome. I'll take it. It's a, it's a, it, it's a young guy that you know you're not you, you that you could have drafted in the middle at the end of the draft last year. That yeah, I think I. There's nothing to hate about it because there's there's only upside to gain from it. That is very true. Before we go any further, we are sponsored by La Terrain Watches. Visit them at la-terrain.com and use promo code DOB at checkout. If you haven't seen their new line of watches, I highly recommend it. You are they missing out. Beautiful watches and their warranties are insane. So if you are looking for a beautifully handcrafted watch with a great warranty that is American made and that will ship to you in record time, visit La Terrain Watches, la-terrain.com and use the promo code DOB at checkout. My friends, today is titled Almost Christmas Time. Why? Because it's almost Christmas time. I am a huge Christmas guy, especially now that I have a child. I love it. So we're going to pose the first question because me and the boys from Fired Up going back at it, going back and forth. Thanksgiving, yay or nay? I need to hear from you guys on this one. Thanksgiving, yay or nay? And I'm just going to have to start it off. I'm going to say this. Dom, you invited me over. Let's do this. And it better be the goddamn best food I've ever had. I am not... A hater of Thanksgiving. Actually, I'm a hater of Thanksgiving. No, Mike, you get the fuck out of here, Mike. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of this shit. You are crazy, and I like you. And you got a freaking dart in your neck, man. You got a freaking dart in your neck. But no, my my issue with Thanksgiving. I love football. I love the fact that football is on Thanksgiving. I worked in a corporate setting for seven years. Thanksgiving. And the month of November was the worst month for caterings because everybody wanted to do turkey. My Uh, boss, being my buddy Tom, one of the best chefs I've ever worked for, the best chef I've ever worked for, that dude wouldn't let us do the the cheapo Wawa way, where it's just getting the bag and dumping the thermalizer and pouring out the hot turkey. No. Every week we were getting seven, eight cases of French cut turkeys and roasting them off and cutting them down and making gravy and making homemade mashed potatoes and homemade mac and cheese for fucking weeks. Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. Until Christmas, I was knee deep in turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, and it was driving me insane. I so asked, Richard, yes, go ahead. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it in a different direction here because I'm, 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 I'm on the yay side. So I don't, I don't have the, the, the experience of the, the cooking endless amounts of turkey all weekend, you know, all, all that entire month. Um, what I do remember, like Thanksgiving to me, the one reason why Thanksgiving to me is one of my most favorite holidays um, is because it's the one that does not involve any exchange of gifts. Okay. It's just around family. It's around hanging you out. You like it's, your family. Good for you, Don. Good for you. Listen, Rich, the, <laughs> I, 
I grew up in a very Italian family. Yes. So my my Thanksgiving experiences are probably very similar to Dom's. We went over to my grandmother's at noon and we probably had seven different courses between the pastine soup and then you go outside and you get a break and yep. then you come back in and then there's lasagna and then you get a break and then you come back in and you get a salad and then Thanksgiving. And then the dessert. so where I, I mean, I, I kind of went, when Don was saying his, his uh, what was it? The, the, the four F's of Thanksgiving, um, you know, the four F's, the, four F's. You know, the, the football, the family, the food. And, and to me, it's just, it's, um, it's a time where you can just kind of chill out and there's no expectation of anything other than to just kind of, just kind of hang around. Yeah. Um, so, you know, which is a beautiful thing, because I remember growing up, we always had Thanksgiving at my parents' house. OK, but it was always small. It would always be my grandma, my grandpa on my mom's side, my Aunt Vicky and um, my Uncle Sam. Right. Yeah. Uncle Sammy. Yeah. Right. Sammy. Dude, it's been so long. Like they've been they passed a while ago and they were like in their 70s when I was like a, a wee little lad and then they just got old real quick. You know what I'm saying? So it's been a while since like I've actually had like these traditions. I mean, we're talking 20, I'm 32, maybe 25 plus years since we actually had like a Thanksgiving that was like family oriented, very small, like intimate. So since they all passed, you know, you know what happens, like traditions just kind of fall apart and then it becomes whatever. So it went from grandpa making all the all the sweet potatoes that he's not cooking no more. I mean, he's 90. He's 90. He's still alive. He drives. I saw him for my dad's birthday on Halloween. Looks great. Dego Lou. Love you, bud. That's my dude. Dego Lou. I love that you, Rich. I love that the two of two of your families that family members that I know are Dego Lou and your uncle who's screaming at Rich Keeley. Exactly. They're, 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 the, they're the two people that you, that you need to know. You need to know Dego Lou and you need to know Crazy Uncle Jack. We love them both. Oh it is what it is. But it comes down to it. Like all these all these traditions are gone. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gone. Yeah. It went from like after my grandma passed, like we still made lima beans because she would always make lima beans. She would be the only one eating them. But, she, but then we realized she'd never even liked lima beans. She was just eating them right. because she brought them. So it was just kind of like a joke. But then, you know, everything just kind of like fizzles out. It's nothing like sad. Well, I'm like, oh, I hate Thanksgiving because all my family's dead. It's like, no, things happen. But I just don't enjoy Thanksgiving from the cooking aspect. I'm a very big, like, big, big T-Wall notes being in the culinary world. You enjoy making the food. But at the end of the day, I don't want to eat it. If I'm spending 12 hours making this turkey and all these sides, I put it down. And then in five minutes, it just gets ripped to shit. And everybody's like, oh, let's just throw it in Tupperware and take it home. It's like, to me, that's not like what, that's not what I like out of a holiday. It's not what I like out of my food, especially when gotcha. I'm so like high on it. And I, and I make a really mean turkey. Um, I think Big T will, when he watches this, he's going to text me like, bro, I agree. But like, to me, the joy in Thanksgiving is like this much. And that's why I don't like it. That's why I prefer Christmas because it's, yeah, you, you, it's 
it's almost an instant like gratification holiday. It's like, oh, you sit down, you hold hands. Yep, you say grace, you're thankful for everything, and everybody's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave, I'm going to go eat, or Uncle 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 Joe's drunk, or, you know, something like that. Just always, like, it turns into, like, more of a chore than it is a holiday, especially for, like, three hours, like, in my family. I understand you did the whole all-day thing, but, like, more yeah. of a three-hours thing. And now we go to my mother-in-law's. Um, okay. It's a great time. I do enjoy hanging out with them. It's no shot against any of them. It's just, to me... Thanksgiving is extremely overrated because I, maybe it gets lost in between Halloween and Christmas. But to me, I'm like the celebration and like giving thanks. Like I give thanks every day. Well, and that's and I also that's, fucking don't like turkey like that. Like it's the so, most overrated of the poultries. All right. So in terms of the food, right? Yes. I had like my father-in-law hates turkey, right? So we make we make him yeah. a ham. Right, we we got this special, uh, this uh, it's uh, it's honey, ginger, and three different types of mustard, and Ooh. we put that on the ham. Yeah, right? so we make him a ham. We make beans. We we make a bunch of stuff that we know that we'll eat. Yeah, but like to me, like if you don't like turkey, don't make turkey. Yeah, like if you like something else, go make something else. But I got, but I got to make it for the twelve other people. That's my that's my whole beat. And I love it because they like I made I make a really good turkey every year. Like I take pride in my turkey. Yeah. But I also and that's hard. But it's also hard when it's just like I throw it on the table and everybody's just num 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 num, num. and it's like oh Twitch the turkey. Yeah. Was I'm like yeah, but you didn't even take the time. Like that's what I would be thankful for. Like be thankful like somebody took all this time out of their day to make you this food. And then you just gobble it down because you're like either so tipsy that you're starving or you just yeah. don't like that's see, like, that's a chef thing though. That pisses me yeah. off. That, and that's, yeah. Listen, that's having worked funny. in a kitchen too, I, I, you understand I, all I, the hard work I, you put I, in yeah, for two I minutes. Like, it's just like, eh, but my main, my main issue I have on with Thanksgiving is it's on a Thursday and depending where you worked, like Don, you work in a school, you're off on Fridays. Yeah. Depending on where you work, you're not off on Black Friday. And then trying to take off on Black Friday, it's well, you can't, you you can't do it. You, can, you just can't, can't do it because there's already three people off. So you gotta pack up everything yeah. that you're doing early to rush home to get to work the next day and be yeah. either hungover or that very night. miserable or, or that night. Yeah, because some people yeah. still have to go in. So my whole thing is just like, yo, like to me, is Thanksgiving great? Yeah, for some people it is, but for me, Christmas can never, ever not come early. So when people are saying, "Oh, don't play your Christmas stuff," but here's the thing, and here's why I say, and Chris, I've never deep fried a turkey because I don't want to be standing outside for two hours looking at it. And if you don't do it fully thawed, you will blow up the fucking side of your yeah, you'll you'll blow up your entire. If you do that. Yeah, and that's the part that sucks, Mike. Like, I get it. You're having a great time, and all of a sudden, you got to bounce. When I was younger, I didn't care. Now, it's just like, to me, it is it is whatever, and Jamie always has to work the next day. And it's just kind of like, you know, I feel like once you're getting into the conversations, 9 o'clock rolls around, everybody's like, oh, we all got to go to work. But to me, with Christmas, why I love it so much, not only having a child, but you feel – like the Christmas magic, the Christmas spirit. And that's the thing that I like the most because you could be the most down. And I understand holidays are not all the same for everybody. But, man, you get a little bit of Christmas spirit in you. going to be all right. 
Is it too early for Christmas, Don? Uh, having had a child who at one point was obsessively listening to Christmas music year round for three and a half years straight. Every night we were listening to the same Christmas album to go that to bed. Um, I mean, he just liked the music. Like what, what am I supposed to say? Like, was sorry, it, you can't. Was it Michael Buble? Was it Michael Buble? No, it, it, it was great album. Dean, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. Dude, that's not your Christmas songs. And I'm not even right. mad. That's not that's not bad. It's not Alvin and the Chipmunks or no. me getting nothing so, for Christmas. So for me, like, I, I get the people that are like, oh, you know what? If it makes you happy. That's what I'm saying. Who gives a shit? Like, if you want to ride around in the middle of June playing Santa Claus is Coming to Town, who gives a shit? But, like, there, I, I, I will say in this house – we have in the on random days just put on Christmas music because it makes everybody happy. So it does. If it changes the mood and it does and it and it does something positive for you, go for it. If it doesn't for you and you hate it and you don't want to listen to it until December twentieth, great. Then don't and wait. Great. I don't give shit. But you know, do, do I think that? the beginning of November is, or the end of October is too early for the stores to be putting out the Christmas. Yes. 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 That's egregious because you're, you're, you you're, you're not giving each no. holiday. It's appropriate slot. Um, not giving people a time to like breathe. Like you're like, I understand the commercialism behind it. Like I understand that, but yes. you have to give the people time to breathe. Like, Halfway through November is fine. Like stuff was out already when Halloween was out. Like that's too that's too much. Like that's just that's just it too was much. almost like Rich, it's almost now it's like the back to school the back to school stuff comes out in the beginning of June. As almost as soon yeah. as as soon as school ends, the back to school stuff is out like two weeks later. And as soon as all the back to school shit gets packed up, it's like Christmas. here's all here's our holiday display. Yeah. Ding ding. We've, re- we've replaced the, the composition notebooks with artificial Christmas trees. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? So, no. Um, Mike, we, we, Mike, we're just going to have words off this podcast, and uh, we're going to get together, and we're going to have another segment, and we're going to discuss actually, like, good Christmas music. Alvin. Yeah, that, that'll, yeah that, that'll definitely be something to, to do. It's all my um, list, Chris. I mean, listen, some, some, of, you know, some of our favorite family activities are you – know, just driving around, I looking at Christmas lights. Going to, we go out uh, with family friends out to Longwood Gardens, like yeah. doing stuff like that. Where it's like, it's just stuff that makes you feel good. So, I'm obsessed if, with Christmas lights. I am. I am a. If I had the budget and the lights for and like the sockets outside, I would just my whole house would just be. I would be Clark W. Griswold. Because I do, I, I do my best. I don't even. I don't even touch it. But I do my best. I do, I do try to put out a lot of stuff. Um, slowly but surely, we've added some of the Nutcracker inflatables. Um, we, I like it. Uh, I like it. You know, and, and you know, normally our day to put it out is on Friday. Like we'll put it out the Friday. Like Thanksgiving's on Thursday. Yep. On Friday, normally the kids and I are outside putting that stuff out. Oh yeah, because you only you only get that you only get that 
that little stretch of time and put it out. So, you know, Very we try true. to get them out, try to get them on, and, you know. Working retail does kill Christmas, Adam. Exactly. Yeah. And the way people act in stores. That's another thing. Christmas Vacation is the best Christmas movie, and it's not even close. Mike, correct. All facts. Yeah. And that is a yearly movie for me. I could watch it all the time because it's just oh. the best. It's the best. It's so funny. It's so funny. I love but it. But we're talking Christmas came early, Don. The Eagles, were, we were given a present of a win over Detroit on Sunday. 44-6. to six. If there was ever a present to be had like that, um, it, it was – Listen, just like you've heard a million times at work or on the radio or whatever, like, yes, it was the Lions. Yes, they are far and away one of the worst teams in this league. You saw how bad they were. Um, But you also did what you should do to a team that's that bad. You controlled the game the entire time. You were able to run the ball. Run the ball. Gotcha. Now, if I'm Miles Sanders and I'm sitting at home, I'm pissed. <laughs> because I'm like, you, you, yeah. So much fertilizing, Mike. So, so, so a lot much. Of, a lot so of noodle on that lawn, brother. That um, but, like, I, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, so here, here's what I do see from, from, from one game to the next, right? You, you saw that they, they had a little bit of success running the game. In this game, they capitalize on that. They see that they're having success, and they keep going back to it. Yep. So they, they knew that their offense doesn't have any outside weapons. So yep. I, I don't know how with this linebacking core that they have that they're able to take away the tight end like they do, but they have done a really exceptional job at taking away the tight end, whether it be Kyle Pitts. Playing, playing really well in the slot. I mean, and right. that I think is the one – downfall of the coaching staff and defense last year. Jim Schwartz was Avante Maddox. Well, and they were thin. Avante Maddox had to play outside. He's better on the inside and he's been playing fantastic. So, and, and they really only have two weapons, right? You had TJ mm-hmm. Hawkinson and you have DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. You were able to take away both of them and they don't have anything on the no. outside. So nothing. You were they, they weren't – there's a reason why they weren't able to do anything because they don't have any weapons to do anything with. Agreed. They took away the two options that they had. And Jared Goff showed exactly who he is. Yep. Um, so, you know, y- you were able to put them in positions where you were able to capitalize on their mistakes. You're able to – you know, that, that one stretch where they score a touchdown, they get the ball back, they score, and then – Detroit gets the turnover. They, they they fumble. They return. They scored twenty one points within. I think it was like a three and a half minute stretch in I'm the game. The ball. And I I really hope that the creativity that I saw on Sunday they can kind of expand on. Right? So he start. You started to see jet sweeps where you're getting the guys that you have on the outside with speed to get them outside and get them in space. Yeah. You, listen, as much flack as they got for the, 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 the wide receiver quarterback throwback play, at least to me, it says 
we're trying something different. Yeah. We're not, you know, you saw Jalen Hurts under center. You saw them run the ball from him under center. So at least we're seeing something different. At least it wasn't the same stuff that we saw for the first seven weeks. That was legit looked like the most vanilla offense I've ever seen. Agreed. I mean, I'm just looking at it as, yes, it was Detroit. They ran the ball. Any other takeaways? I I have none. You you do what you're supposed to do. And they didn't have to rely on Hurts. Like, I'm not going to give you a pat on the back for beating probably the worst or the second the worst team in football. Um, Yeah, they played the Rams well until the Rams went, okay, we're just going to destroy you now. And the score was a lot closer than the actual game was. And here you saw the Eagles had to do a statement win. So they had to put up 44 points because they had to show, you know, the fan base, hey, we can score. And it's like, okay, well, is this sustainable? Can you keep doing it? Can you do it against good teams? And what is this offense going to look like? Are they going to go back and look at the film and say, hey, we can run on the Chargers? You should be like, yeah, we, we can run on We can run on the Chargers. Um, is our best chance to win not having Jalen throw the ball 30 times a game? Yeah, probably. It's, it's, yeah, probably is. So what can we do to implement this? Can we keep the jet sweeps with Rager, even though I think Rager's hurt? So I'm not sure what's going to happen to him. Yeah, um, but even if you can get Quez along the line, get the, the, the jet sweeps, they get him out in space and get him where okay. he is best, which is utilizing his speed. I also don't want him getting hit by – Offensive or defensive linemen and linebackers constantly. Um, so sure. one jet sweep is good enough for me. I don't need to see him run a two, three times because he's going to get killed. Well, it, it at least opens up that as a threat to say yeah. anytime he goes in motion, they might hand the ball off. So then mm-hmm. maybe the next time it's a play action where you fake the jet sweep and then you can turn around and maybe it's a wide receiver screen or maybe it's the, the tight end that, that gets out in the flat. Just something, something that yeah. says, hey, we're doing something different. The what fact- happens if they come out this week, Don? What happens if they come out this week and they get the doors blown off them by the Chargers? What do you think that says about this team? They are who we thought they were. I, Don, that's exactly what I had in I mind. Th- this, this win, as good as it feels – did you really truly learn anything different? No. No. You still know that you still saw Jalen Rager struggle or Jalen Hurts struggle to get the ball down the field. You still saw that their best deep option is a ball that gets thrown up and hope they get pass interference. Yeah. You still saw him roll out and throw the ball behind Smith to be able to not throw the ball in front of him and allow him to run in space where he has to reach out. He's got to reach behind to catch the ball and then it slows him down or he gets it swatted out of his hands. I think if you go back and look at some of the drops in with, with Devante Smith, I think a lot of that would be tied back to um, the ball not being thrown in a position where he can catch it and tuck and run where it's more likely that he's probably reaching back to try to get the ball. And he gets it swatted out of his hands. So I want to talk about this because I think Adam um, Adam says, you think Sirianni doesn't like Sanders, why he don't run the ball with him? I don't. 
think that he does not like him. Adam, here's 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 what I'm going to say, and it's going to sound maybe goofy to some people, but to those who know, no. So look who was look who came up into the game and had two touchdowns. Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Yeah. Jordan Howard is Howie's boy. Howie needs to prove to him. So Howie's point is, I'm the smartest man. We got Jordan Howard on our practice squad team. If Miles gets hurt, he's a competent back and come in and can take over. Him and Boston Scott. Yeah. Gainwell's role didn't change, if you notice that. He kept yeah. his old role, which was very strange for how good of a running back he is. And I think he's better than Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. But yeah. Boston Scott gets a lot of run. Scores a touchdown. Jordan Howard comes off the practice squad. Has what? Eleven rushes for like fifty something yards. Yeah. Well, they had three. They had three guys that had double digit rush attempts. Yes. And I mean, Gamewell did for the end of the game. He had like thirteen, but it was for like absolutely nothing. Right. But the thing, Adam, you have a GM in Howie Roseman who is the smartest man in the room. He proved on Sunday that you give Jordan Howard the ball, you win. That hey, I had this guy on the practice squad. I called him up. He did the job. Two two touchdowns. I'm smart. Look look what I did. Oh no, Jalen Hurts can take a back seat on this one. Adam, it has nothing to do with Miles Sanders. It has to do with how he's ego. You think Kyle Shanahan has an ego on all the things where oh I'm gonna bench Brandon Ayuk and Eli Mitchell's not our guy and Trey Sermon this and, and this guy that? Yeah, well, in insert Howie. Howie because his guys, if you notice, it's his guys are the ones that get their name called. Yeah. All the guys that he brings in, who he makes the decisions for, get the run. I do not think Sirianni doesn't like Sanders. I just know how he likes Jordan Howard, how he likes Boston Scott. So, those, those, those against are a all, team, the, the, you're going to show all, off a little bit. How he yeah, was feeling himself. He was in his bag. You, you like, don't yo, need the C. You don't need the CSI investigation kit to 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 figure that one out. Like, you you can see that his his handprints are all over getting his guys in positions to because it, to locks, it locks him up even closer to Jeffrey Lurie yep. and Jeffrey Jeffy gives him the pat. Oh, great job, Howie Jordan yep. Howard. Oh, that was a great call, Howie. Oh, let's just keep giving you the reins to the king. Right. But then this week, if they get the doors blown off them, whose faults are going to be? Nick Sirianni's fault. Why? Oh, yeah. oh you, you didn't play. You didn't play my boy. Uh, right. uh, my my boy wasn't in in the right in the right offense. Like you did this because that's what I, it comes I down. I still to. don't understand that concept of running the or you have yeah. you have a GM who right. makes who makes game day decisions about who's on and on like that. I just. If you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that I'm the I'm the coach, right? That's like me walking into a classroom, but my principal hands me the lesson plans and says, "Here's what you're gonna teach." Exactly. Well, I don't know how to. I'm sorry, my, my you know principal. I don't know how to use. I, I don't really know how to use this program on the computer. I'm not I'm an ELA say, teacher, bro. I'm th- sorry. Th- this is what this is what you're gonna like. That to me, that's the hard part that I can't wrap my head around. But it's. Also, I think the reason why they hired who they hired, yeah, because right? they hired someone who was going to be okay with that. And I think what you're seeing is you're seeing a coach 
who may be a good coach. He may, I, I don't doubt that he knows and studies and dives deep into football. But I also see a guy who's young enough that he, he knows what his position is and he knows that if he wants to keep that position, he can't buck the system because if he bucks the system, then he gets it, he goes out and he gets replaced and just started all over again. Don, you couldn't have said it any better because I agree with everything you said. Eagles <sighs> win, so now we're going to pull the banner off. There we go. We're just going to spitball. First, what I'm really upset with, if the reports are coming out in Sixers camp are true, that Ben is accepting no help or hasn't sought help, but found a loophole and a way to get paid, I'm going to be very, very upset. There's a lot of things that I don't forgive in this world, and it's one, being mean and cruel to other people. Two, faking mental illness because of a person who deals with mental illness, uh, yeah. struggles with anxiety, who has family members who struggle with mental illness and see the effects that it can have on your family and your friends and your, your work and pretty much all aspects of life. I, do, I don't respect people like that. So hopefully the reports are just bullshit. But if that's true, I want that guy fucking gone because yeah. there's, there, that's just a cowardice way to look at it, especially to get paid because you're in a situation that you want to get out of so desperately, but you put yourself in. There's a lot of things I don't respect about that. For me, it's just a lie and a way to cheat the system that is unforgivable for any human standards. Yeah. I, I think it's like when you um, – it's like the equivalent of you have a big day at work and you keep faking like people dying like all the time. And you had like five grandparents who died. This is worse than that. Like I'd rather yeah. you tell me you had five grandparents die than for you to be like, Oh, I had a mental break and, and, and uh, I'm not seeking any help, but I'm okay now, but I just don't want to be here. Yeah. That, and, that's, ridiculous. and the mental health part is so true. It's such, it, it, it's a tricky Subject to and kind it, of shits touch on, on. it shits on other athletes, Don, who actually have mental with, with, with everything. Ju and, and just to talk about some of the guys in this city, right? To talk about guys like Brandon Brooks, Lane talk Jones. about guys like Lane, like Lane Johnson, who were very outwardly open about their struggles with mental illness and their abilities to be able to address it openly and say, you know, to, to one, use their platform as a way to bring awareness to say it's OK and these are ways that you can get help. Um, after seeing the story, I don't know if you saw the, the piece with Jay Glazer, the interview with Jay Glazer and, I did. and Lane Johnson. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to hear him talk about that, to hear him talk about his struggles with mental health so genuinely yeah. and hear it how it affected him. Um, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it ain't a chicken. And to me, everything that I've seen with Ben Simmons, all of the, all, all of the, all the facts, they don't, they don't really stack up because no. it seems like you try this. It didn't work. Okay. Now we're going to try this. Yep. Oh wait, we tried this. And this didn't work, so we're going to try this. Um, 
and it's just the the consistent message with him has always been that he wants out. Yeah, and he wants out at all costs. What what he doesn't realize is that he's burning every bridge that he's built in the time that he's been here. Yeah. And he doesn't realize that in order for him to get where he wants to be, which is not here, he's doing, he's self-sabotaging himself. Yeah. And we we don't know what the mental struggle is. We don't know if there's a mental struggle or, but what we can see is that the way that it's manifesting itself, you can see guys in this city that are struggling with mental health, but said, I'm going to go get help. I need to step away from the game, but I'm going to go like Lane Johnson hearing the fact that he, after that game, got in his car or truck or whatever. It's probably a truck. Definitely not a car. Definitely a truck. And, dr- and drove to Oklahoma. Didn't take a plane. Didn't take a private jet. Didn't take anything. Drove because he needed time to set himself right to yeah. be able to make sure that he was able to address the mental health piece because his goal was to get back to his team. That's not what it is here. No. You've seen one it, – it, it's basically trial and error, right? I'm going to try this. Ooh, let's see if this works. Oh, that didn't work? I'm going to try this. You know, like there just – there are so many pieces of this puzzle that line up too well – and at the end of the day, Agreed. the puzzle is just a picture of him with a with liar across the forehead, and just and says like a fucking dunce cap. Like, and I don't know what I don't know what anybody's feeding him, right? I don't know what anybody what what information they're feeding him, or who's who's his hype man and who's pumping him up and who's saying this and saying that. You don't have to do this. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but what I do know is that he's in a position where he's self-sabotaging anything and any reason and rich, not just in this city. And he has, he has become the laughing stock of the NBA. Now you've got other teams that are saying, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't care how good he is on the court. I don't want that on my team. I don't want this. Uh, like, So not only are you, say, are, are you self-sabotaging your current position, but you are also creating a toxic environment around the league where you are not giving yourself many options for teams to take a chance on you. Don, no truer words have been spoken. So what are we going to do? It is what it is, and I wish that guy nothing but the worst because I am just over it. Um, the last yes, thing – At the end of the day, where does he live, Rich? Where do we live? In Pettyville. In Pettyville. Welcome to Pettyville, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> well, the, last, the last thing we will talk about, Chris brought it up, about um, the situation with Henry Ruggs. Um, it's sad. It was something that when I read today, I, I didn't expect to see that in the news, especially for him. I'm not going to comment too much on it, but my thoughts and prayers are with the family of the victim. Yeah, yep. And 
the families who are going to be affected from this um, by by this tragic accident. Yeah. Um, well, not even say accident by this tragedy. Um, tragedy yeah. It's just sucks. Um, so please, we're all human. We all make mistakes, but don't drink and drive. Um, as much as we, me, Don, Nick, and Oscar will sit here and we'll have beers on the show, we're home. We're home. We're not driving anywhere. Like we're just, you know, we're safe in, in, inside our own houses and in our environment. Um, so please do not drink and drive. The cost can be beer, not for yourself, but for somebody else's family. Um, the the cost that it would co- the the money that you would pay to pay for an Uber or a Lyft is worth or to call or to call a buddy or to call a family member or to call a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or anybody. Yeah. Or to walk. You know, the call me, I'll send you an Uber. I really don't care. I will. Listen, yeah, it's if you're out late night and you're watching this show and you have my Twitter and be like, yo, Rich, I'm strapped. I need an Uber. I guarantee I'll call you an Uber. I'll send it from my phone. I promise you. Just do not drive drunk. That's it's, the only thing that I don't want. I don't want to read the news it, and I see a life is taken over something that could be avoided. It's the one thing that at, at this point, at that level, at that with with the the amount of assets that you have, that you have the ability to be able to do that, and to put it into place without even thinking about it, like. Yeah, you could pay somebody if you're a professional athlete. You could pay somebody to just drive your car around. Don, it's offered by the team. The team it's, has services that take you around. Because Braylon Edwards had the same thing when Braylon Edwards kept getting DUIs. Right. Yeah, the Jets were like, "Why is this happening? You keep getting DUIs, and we literally offer services to take you anywhere, anytime. You just call the number." So oh, I don't want to hear. There's honestly, there's no excuses. Um. There's so many things in place. I understand he's going to be – his career is ruined. His family's lives are ruined. Um, the other family of the victim, yes. they're ruined. Like you're not going to get that – you're not going to get that woman back. Yeah. It's stupid, and it was avoidable. That's why I don't like calling it an accident because accidents just happen. This was a, a tragedy that could have been avoided. So, Don. It's a shame. It's a it's damn a, shame. It's a shame. And we are going to end on lighter notes, we promise you, for our final thoughts. Don, um, tell, us, hey, listen, tell you know, us what's for, going on Thursday. You know, our, our episodes of Drunk on Ice have been a ton of fun. You know, last week, we, you know, last show we had on Mike from Fired Up, and we had some, some incredible conversations around, you know, what's going on with the Flyers and what's going on with the league. Uh, we got our next show coming up on Thursday night at nine. So yeah, we'll be tuning in, uh, right around the, you know, the middle of the, the game against the Penguins on Thursday night. So, you know, we, we might get a little live, uh, live action feedback from, from that game. Uh, but just, you know, recap that West coast trip where, you know, and and my thought final thought was going to be centered around, you know, the, the strong, start to the season that we hoped was going to come from this team. Um, and it's the one positive that I'm taking back. They're getting really good goalie play. They're getting really good uh, attacking uh, on the offensive end. I'd like to see them be better on the power play, but hopefully that'll come throughout the season. Um, and 
you know, it, it's good to have a couple of good things going on. So, um, you know, the, it was a fun win last night from the Sixers with, you know, literally having next to nobody and, and seeing, you know, George Niang and, uh, you know. Niang went off. I'm doing it for that, the fans. I don't want to let the fans down. The, and I love, love Rich, I love that his, that, that his nickname is the minivan. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, there was a joke when he was out in, uh, it, it, where was he? He was out in Utah and someone with Donovan Mitchell, I think was someone, someone was calling themselves the Lamborghini and he goes, well, if he's the Lamborghini, then I'm the minivan. I love um, it. But, you know, just trying to have, just, just, just have fun. There's a lot, there's a lot of, you know, shitty stuff going on right now. So any, any place where you can find some happiness, find some, you know, whether it's a Christmas song, whether it's a, a big turkey in the middle of your Thanksgiving table, or whether it's, you know, a, a sporting event, you know, whether it's, you know, wh- whatever it is, whatever brings you happiness, just, you know, go seek that out, go find it. Yeah, I agree. Um, man, my final thoughts. People, I'm going to tell you one thing. When it comes to children, socialize your kids. Make sure your kids know simple responses when you say, hey, happy Halloween. They don't just look at like the person saying it. Like try to like have your kids not be like face glued into an iPad. Like take your kids on adventures. I'm not telling you how to parent, but I'm telling you kids need more in life than just to be able to do schoolwork and to get by. Socialize your children. Cause it's kind of weird when it's like you walk into a group of kids, not, I'm not saying where I'm at now, but like just in general. And I'm like, Hey guys, what's going on? They all kind of like, and they like can't answer. And it's just like, okay, well, ha- how are you today? Happy Halloween. I had literally all the trick or treaters. Not one of them said trick or treat. Only two of them said, thank you. And it was honestly, it kind of makes me like ashamed because the parents were right there. And I'm like, Ollie was trick or treating. I made him literally walk up to houses that he didn't say thank you and happy Halloween to. He walked back up the driveway and said, happy Halloween. Thank you. And then came back down. And it took twice for him not to remember for him to stop, turn around after he got his candy and say, thank you. Happy Halloween. I'm not saying my child's perfect, but it's the parenting. Start him young. If you're giving people shit for free, say thank you. If you're knocking on somebody's door and you're taking the time to come out and say, oh, you look great in your Halloween costume. Here, take one. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Manners and shit. I will not stress. Listen, I curse like a mofo. Like I, I do. Like I get it. Like, like, here's my thing. I have a potty mouth like real bad. Just from how I grew up. Like, that's part of my environment. I can't fix that. I try to do my best. Oh, my God, Don, I forgot to tell you. I'm going to tell this story because Jamie doesn't listen this far anyway. So I get Ollie out of the tub. I'm like, bro, get out of the tub. And he's like, gets out. He's like, Dad, you're a fucky. I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, what did you say? And he goes, fucky. And I'm like, oh, yeah? I'm like, you can never say that again. His like eyes started to tear up and he's like, I'm like, what did you call me? He's like, called you a poopy head. I'm like, my man pulled him out of the tub, got him dressed. And I'm like, he instantly forgot. 
Because you know with kids, you can't tell them, like, that's a bad word, dude. Don't say it because walking around. I love it. Fucky, dad, you're a fucky. Pop up, you're a fucky. He'll just be calling people fuckies. One, because he was going to say, like, fucking something. Because I knew it. Because sometimes, like, I'll be there. I'm like, you you fucking, like, if, like, I hurt myself and, like, I'm cutting or, like, doing something in the kitchen and I stump my toe, I'll be like, fucking. And then I'll say something. That's what he was trying to say. And I knew where he got it from. So I couldn't be mad at him. But I'm like, we're just going to nip this in the butt. I'm like, no, you don't say that. I'm a poopy head. Manners, oh people. God. Teach. Wow. I'm a very please, thank you, yes, sir, yes, ma'am kind of guy. Because it goes it's a long way. Important to have manners. People, it goes a long way. Just be a does. good human. Be a good human. Welcome to Pettyville, bitches. And don't be a fucky. Merry Christmas. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Todd is in love. Sarah, I've never felt this way before. But he's about to find out that sometimes when you chase after love... I'm moving to Paris. You've got to step on the gas. Because this isn't your classic holiday rom-com. It's a Nissan event ad. Wait, what? Featuring a powerful performance by Nissan Rogue. Oh, come on, come on. Todd? I'm coming with you. Get a low $1.99 per month lease on Altima. Get your heart racing at Nissan's Thrill of the Drive event. Availability is limited. Shop at your local Nissan store or at NissanUSA.com. Don't let true love or these offers slip away. For well-qualified customers subject to NMAC credit approval, take from new dealer stock. See dealer for financing details. 2424 initial payment for 18 months on 2023 Altima. Excludes tax title license and $650 acquisition fee. Disposition fee due at least end. Call 1-888-858-8319 for offer details. Ends one 23 